Hi, this is Jeremy Gritton, art director and story lead for Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and you're listening to the Xbox Expansion Pass. Welcome one, welcome all to episode 166 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, February 25th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by my co-host, the Intrepid Captain Logan. And in this episode, we're tackling the massive updates to the Activision Blizzard deal. We'll be checking out the expansion to Forza Horizon 5, the upcoming season of Halo Infinite has dropped its trailer, and of course, the best multi-platform announcements from the PlayStation State of Play like Street Fighter and Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Logan, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. It is it is another heckin' week of game news this time. It's It feels... Like we're just constantly, it's like everyone is like, are is it, do they have something to talk about? Because we can put stuff out now. Is that a good time? Now's a good time, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy, dude. But I'm I'm doing good. It's been a it's been a pretty busy week overall. I've been doing a lot of stuff. I got some new hardware in. But um, how are you? How are you? How are you doing? I can't complain, man. It's been a good week. A uh, busy week, all things considered. Didn't get to play a lot of. Uh, new games or anything, but I had a good time when I did get to play. It was with friends, and that's always enjoyable. Um, it has been a we've had a lot of loud weeks of gaming news in 2023. Mm. Uh, we were gifted, I think, one quiet week where our community came in clutch with some great questions. But this week, man, I could not keep up. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot to keep uh, keep track of. Yeah, yep. Well, Logan, we like to start the show with words of kindness to those who made our gaming weeks better. Who is on your list to shout out this week? So I want to thank Thomas, uh, who's out there. Um, he is a buddy from Blizzard and uh, humble brag, uh, and he he's a really good dude. He is probably one of one of the the kindest people that I have um, that works at a game studio. Aside from maybe one or two other folks that I know, mm-hmm. that's that's about all that I know. But uh, no, I I was talking to him and he. Um, he had asked me if I had, if I was interested in, if I was looking forward to Diablo four, cause we, we just got some announcements about it that we'll get into. But I was like, yeah, dude, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked for it. I can't wait to, to, to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, well, have you, have you pre-ordered it yet? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm probably going to do it in March. I just got a bunch of new stuff. So I'll probably wait until, um, I get that. And then that way I'll, I'll get into the beta and get to play it again. Um, and so I woke up yesterday morning, I think it was, mm-hmm. and the dude, the dude went out and gifted me Diablo four ultimate edition. And no. I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. That is a hundred dollars. And he's like, don't worry about it, man. And I'm like, I, I mean, I would, I, I he, he hooked me up and he knows mm-hmm. he hooked me up and I want him to know that I love him for it. But I also, also the stipulation that I have is that if he's going to hook me up, I want to be able to actually like play with him. Like I'm not just going to take a game and not and not spend time with him as well, too. But he's been playing a lot of single player stuff. And so as uh, so I haven't really gotten a chance to jump on with him. But, dude, it was it, it, it surprised me. And it, and it really kind of uh, put me on my back foot because I was not expecting 
that to 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 come across the, the way that so thank you thomas for for giving me a, a a really really expensive gift it was really really kind of you that's a feel good moment man that's a feel yeah. good good moment and knowing what a diablo fan you are and that that uh thomas has connections to that passion in some way for you that's a pretty cool cool vibe all things yeah. considered that's awesome that's awesome well i want to take a moment and uh offer words of kindness to the iron lords podcast uh, mm. They accomplished a a dream of mine, a podcasting dream of mine. They did it, and they did it in style over this past weekend. Uh, they hosted an interview with Cliff Blazinski, and yeah. they did a fantastic job. It was such a great interview. They touched on things that uh, I thought were really insightful and interesting, stuff that was in his book uh, that were, was not in his book, Control Freak, by the way, good book. Um, it was really cool to see people in the gaming community get this win chat with a, a gaming legend somebody that I, i've aspired to have a chance to have a conversation with at some point um it was just a fantastic interview so all due props and shout outs to the iron lords podcast and uh if you're a listener of both our shows uh let them know that we're thinking of them over here it, it really means a lot to me when i see listeners of xcp shout out the people that we shouted out and say hey you got words of kindness. I heard I heard good things about you from XCP. That stuff means the world to me to see. So uh, let them know that we're thinking of them because they really crushed it with that interview. And that's just a that's a great win for the gaming community. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really good. It was a, it, we had a really good weekend of content this week. I think uh, Hogue was over at SG Gaming, and it was it was great to see him coming back for a little yeah. bit. But the Cliffy the Cliffy interview was really something like shout out to to uh, the iron lords because they they just absolutely they they did something that i i i know you've been trying for years <laughs> i see the i see the tweets like hey cliffy come on dude let's yep. let's let's chat for a little bit I, I, yep. I got questions for you but yeah it was it was nice for them to be able to showcase control freak and uh get a chance to have him kind of talk and stuff a really really interesting interview yep Big time, big time. And uh, you're right to go ahead and send props to SG as well, Season Gaming, uh, to see Hogue back on his feet, getting healthier after some very scary times in the hospital and almost losing him. It's pretty cool to see him back, and uh, they raised some great money to help support his family. Um, yeah. Definitely good to see that. Yeah, that was a great Sunday. Sunday's a, a wonderful and also packed timeline for content creators because everybody's off work and they can put out content that can work together. And um, yeah. it's tough not to step on everyone's feet. That's why XCP comes out in the evening time, but also kind of rolls into Monday morning as well, because uh, Sunday is just a, a hot day for content. But it was a wonderful day to, for everybody. Just just feel goods all around. So I was really happy with that. Yeah, totally. Well, let's get into my new favorite segment of XCP, our Patreon pitch. Remember, you can go over to patreon.com slash xbox expansion pass and support us to help us look and sound better it's already paying great dividends the camera uh, is new and looking great got a new mouse and keyboard and uh, soon to be a new computer and i'm grateful to all of you thank you logan i would like to read the shout outs this week uh, for sustaining members but i would love for you to shout out our new member as well Thank you to Red Beast, who came in this week as our new patron. They went over to patreon.com and they subscribed and they are showing the support that Luke deserves for this content. He's been making content for years. It would it would it would make my heart grow three times bigger hmm. if you guys decided to go over and just give a little bit of support to this man for trying hard to get constantly nail the intros, get the interviews that you want, uh, make sure that things are staying fun and interesting 
not addressing the weird stuff that his co-host does all the time. So thank you, Red Beast, for taking that time and joining up. I appreciate it. Big time. We appreciate you guys for sending a couple bucks our way. But let's give it a double and triple shout outs this week to Xbox Mike 29, a man who has been supporting us since the beginning. And I have routinely forgotten to add to the notes. My bad, Mike. You are amazing. Uh, Xbox Mike 29, you are amazing. Uh, let's give shout outs as well to Matt Without Fear, the Lord, Sir, Master, and probably more titles, James Suddy. Brendan Myers, a.k.a. The Winter Gamer, being activated. Sony's VP of Marketing, Mr. Kevin Butler. My man, Mr. Clint Coombs. DJ Hero. And, of course, Dano12. We thank you to all of you for supporting XEP over on Patreon. And we hope you have a fantastic gaming week as well. Uh, remember, listeners, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Mass. And, of course, jumping into our Patreon-exclusive Discord. Already had some great meetups. We played Ghostbusters with Patreon members already. That was a blast. I want to do that again. Uh, maybe we'll go uh, pirating on Sea of Thieves with them as well. It'd be so cool. Uh, but, Logan, let's move on into our first topic, Diablo 4. The beta has been announced. We've got news here. You can jump into the open beta for everybody on March 24th and 25th. Uh, and for anybody that pre-orders Diablo 4, you can jump into uh, an early access beta on March 17th through the 19th. Uh, the pretty packed beta, all things considered. You can start in the prologue and go all the way through Act 1. You can reach level 25. That'll unlock exclusive content there. Now, I know you are a diehard Diablo fan. Uh, tell me what your thoughts were when when this got announced. How are you feeling? Are you planning to dive into this one solo uh, with people? Where are you at? Oh, man. Lilith, my bae. It is... It is uh, Diablo 4 is fantastic. For anyone that doesn't know, I've been... Um, I've been playing Diablo since like 1995, 1996 when the first game came out. I started with Warcraft. When Diablo came out, it was like Diablo. And, and my my Puerto Rican mother was like, mm -mm, nope, you're not getting that. There's no way you're going That's to be the devil. It's, it's the devil. You're not getting a, de de a devil game. And I was like, but mom, I'm killing the demons. I'm helping the angels. And she's like, <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So she, she she capitulated there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. it helped that I had a buddy, too. So my buddy is the one that got me into Diablo back then. So mm -hmm. his mom gave the OK to my mom that it was safe to play. Mm -hmm. So I had no influence in it, but I still got it regardless. So I, I can't complain. And as an only child, you know, I, I was spoiled rotten uh, and still am. I am still 100 percent spoiled rotten. But uh, I've been playing Diablo. The, for those that don't know, I, the, the last BlizzCon that was in person before all the all the stuff came out about um, Blizzard and the, the the guys that were there being real terrible people, mm -hmm. um, I got to go to BlizzCon and I got to go play Diablo Four in its mm -hmm. alpha. And dude, this game is going to be something. It is going to be the next big hit. Like Overwatch was was the last great hit that Diablo or that uh, Blizzard had. Diablo mm -hmm. Four is going to be an exceptional game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm going to be jumping in both with people, without people. If anyone wants to play, they're more than welcome to. I'm going to be kicking up a necromancer. If you're if you're a barbarian, I would love to have you kind of just hold on to mobs for me. That would be fantastic. Uh, but I'm going to be jumping in and having a lot of fun with this. There's been um a pre-order available for for getting in a little bit sooner mm -hmm. but 
if you, if you guys are just going to be playing in June, let me know because I'll, I'll be jumping in for that. This is going to be a really good game. Um, they've really gone back to the roots of Diablo 2. They mm-hmm. have pulled a lot of the more mature themes, not not like um, not like sexy themes or anything like that, but mm-hmm. as far as like gore, mm-hmm. uh, just yeah, just just like uh, macabre thoughts, um, gotcha. things like that. Really, kind of just diving deep into the depths of what really makes diablo diablo mm-hmm. and i think they're going to have a really good time with that because the story is taking you through different towns and settlements and you can go and actually clear out camps that have been infested with monsters and then as soon as you clear those out that builds up new camps mm-hmm. uh, you get mounts to be able to travel there's world bosses to be able to take on the loot pool is is vast so if you're hunting for a certain type of gear you'll be able to there's going to be a lot of replayability for kind of hunting down that perfect role on an item. And mm-hmm. it's they've done just a, a fantastic job of building out the, the talent sets for each class to be able to really give some build crafters uh, a lot to kind of chew on mm-hmm. as you're moving through the game. And the fact that they're letting you go into uh, the, the beta up to level 25 is a lot of content. Um, I and know that. And yeah, confidence. There's, there's, uh, there's, you're going to be able to get a lot of stuff done in the, in that beta. The question that I have, um, that I haven't found anything on is whether or not that will actually translate to the live version. Typically with betas for Blizzard, content doesn't transfer over. So if you've done level 25 in Mm -hmm. a beta, that won't transfer to the live version. So go into this knowing that you're probably going to lose everything once the beta is done and you'll probably have to start from scratch. So if you just want to get in and play around with some different things, check mm-hmm. out the builds. Um, that is a, a great opportunity to be able to do that because they're, they're looking to stress test the servers with this kind of stuff, not mm-hmm. necessarily just give people a free demo because they'll probably have like a free mode in the future after years and years. I did see that from several Diablo execs that if you get to level 25, you unlock something uh, within the game. I don't remember what it was. Yes. It's not in our notes, but there is something you get for us. Your time is yeah. wasted. Yeah, you they usually do something like if you if you've gotten to the level 25, you'll probably unlock a cosmetic for uh, the live game that mm-hmm. will kind of show like, hey, you were because they did this with Heroes of the Storm as well, too. Like if you played through the alpha and the beta and mm-hmm. you got the max level with a character, uh, they gave you a little a little portrait or a little banner or something that that allowed you to kind of show off like Hey, I, I really drove hard in the in the alpha and the beta to kind of try and stress test stuff for folks um, mm-hmm. to make sure that it's a better when it gets out. But that's yeah, that's kind of what they, they like to do over there. I'm excited for for this one for a lot of reasons, uh, mainly because as a non Diablo fan, I'm seeing excitement from you. I'm seeing excitement from Kevin Butler uh, and a couple of our discord people. And I know that I'm going to get that. My favorite thing to do in video games is to hunt down monsters and fight monsters. That's what I love to do. And Diablo gives a lot of that. I was never really into Diablo 3. I missed it because it had all the, the, the problems at launch as far as if it was going to be respecting people's time and money. But knock on wood, Diablo 4 is looking like they're going to monetize in a more healthy way. And I like supporting developers when they respect my time and money. And so to that extent, I'm in for Diablo 4. I know I'm going to be pre-ordering this closer to the time. Uh, this is a group that I'd love to have on XEP. I very much am in for Diablo 4 in a way I wasn't expecting to be. And I think it's the excitement of you, of Kevin, uh, and of our kind of surrounding you know, people. 
I can see myself playing this solo and with with others, which is a nice change for me. That is a nice change that I wasn't expecting. This is like one of those perfect games to just kind of play in the background while you're consuming other content. Like Mm -hmm. a a lot of people at Blizzard, they they love to play games like while they're watching TV or while they're watching a show or just chatting with friends. Like a lot of games, there's a a good number of games that are uh, what I'll call chat room games. Mm. Uh, Like Sea of Thieves is a perfect chat room game because you're you're going there to chat with your friends. You don't really care like what you do. You're just kind of playing something together. Mm-hmm. Um, other games like Call of Duty required, like, I think we actually do chat room game with Call of Duty, even though we probably we're not doing like DMZ and stuff. Yeah. When we're just yeah. shooting it around and going yeah. around quick play. Yes. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like that, it, like Diablo is a, is a perfect chat room game. So if, if you have friends that you want to talk to on a regular basis and you want to do something like playing a game during mm-hmm. that time, Diablo is, is an amazing type of game for that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, I know I'm in for the open beta for sure. Most likely the early access one. Um, this is this is going to be a fun one, and I'm I'm liking the excitement around a Blizzard game amidst all the distractions with Activision Blizzard. Uh, there's a lot of excitement with this game, and that is a nice change because everything has been company based, Bobby Kotick based. You know, are yeah. we shooting our employees? I mean, Mikey <laughs> Barra stepped in it. Uh, I know recently with with a couple of things, but it's nice to see the game aspect of Activision Blizzard be spotlighted. Yeah, yeah, especially considering how many devs have been working on it mm-hmm. and how long they've been working on it. It's nice to to be able to to talk about the thing that they want to talk about, which is the games, not the right. policies and not the uh not all the the acquisition talk and stuff. Right. Uh in a nice change though, we did get real acquisition news, not speculation, not concepts. Right? We had actual real things to talk about as far as Activision Blizzard. God. Uh two pretty big things all things considered microsoft inc deals with both nvidia and nintendo to bring xbox content to their services for 10 years which did a lot uh well it was all done in an effort to sway european regulators to let this deal go through Uh, this deal that for me is consistently looking more and more doubtful nonetheless it was cool to see a 10-year agreement written with nintendo hey we're going to bring Call of Duty day and date into Nintendo platforms with all the features that, that it will get on Xbox, which is curious to me given X or Nintendo's consistently underpowered hardware. Uh, I'm fascinated by how they're going to do that. Most likely cloud-based uh, all things considered, which is fine given how good cloud-based gaming has become. And then that same concept of cloud-based gaming, bringing their stuff to NVIDIA's cloud service uh, to let NVIDIA switch sides essentially and say they now support the activision deal pretty big thing all things considered and i was excited to see that microsoft seems to be good on their word as far as bringing content other stuff and they are going to be bringing their xbox games to nvidia platforms over the next few months uh as recently or sooner rather uh, as a couple weeks they do need to be bought a la carte and no mention of game pass in this deal so all th- I'm happy with that. Bringing Xbox games to more people, fine by me. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. Uh, I've said many times I'm not overly concerned with Activision Blizzard being acquired. I'm kind of bored of that argument. But to see Xbox games in more places for more people, more people playing Halo, Sea of Thieves, etc., that's cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, this was... This and, and um, I forgot to put it in the notes, but Tencent actually approves this deal too. Which Tencent is—I is, didn't know that. 
Yeah. I miss that. Oh yeah. It was, they, they're, they're coming out and saying that they're approving the deal as well too, which the fact that Tencent, which is a Chinese company, probably one of the biggest, uh, gaming, um, companies out there as far as like number of, of studios they have their hands in and stuff. It's, it's kind of nuts that they're doing it as well. Um, and I'm sure you're probably looking this up right now because I, I forgot yeah. to put it in the notes. But uh, to talk a little bit about the the NVIDIA and NVIDIA or in Nintendo thing, for those that don't remember, um, NVIDIA GeForce Now used to have access to all of the Blizzard games. You used to be able to play all of your Blizzard games through your PC, uh, through cloud streaming. And Blizzard and Activision took that access away from NVIDIA um shortly after about a year after it was available uh so the fact that microsoft has penned a deal with nvidia to bring all of their games to nvidia geforce after the acquisition is kind of nuts because that could potentially mean that a lot of blizzard fans are going to get access to their content again through streaming and the fact that nintendo is in this mix as well too shows that Nintendo wants to have good relationships with uh, with third party publishers. It's what drives a lot of their content between major releases, which mm-hmm. at this point, Nintendo still only has like maybe two or three major releases each year, not including mm-hmm. Pokemon. So the fact that Nintendo wants to have that relationship maintained after this deal and the fact that they're willing to sign a 10 year deal to bring parity between uh, Call of Duty on Xbox and and uh, Nintendo Switch really does show like Nintendo's in this. They see the boons and they're willing to let Microsoft handle all of the cloud streaming access for call of duty so that people on nintendo switch if they want to stream it they can probably stream it a lot of people throwing out the idea that there's going to be a switch pro out there that no this is this is showing that nintendo is going to be bringing in new hardware to handle the game i don't see that i i 100 them saying like okay if they're gonna make a contract with nvidia who does cloud streaming they're gonna make a deal with nintendo for cloud streaming as well too we've already seen this with smaller publishers and studios doing it with their games nintendo's not afraid to have people just stream content to their system as well too and honestly like if game pass comes to nintendo switch my dream of playing sea of thieves on hardware i already own gets a little mm-hmm. bit closer I'm I'm stoked for that. I'm I'm 100% good. Agreed. I I side note Logan, I looked I did not see the 10 cent news. Maybe either oh, I can't find right. it or you misread it. So it. I want you to track that down. Yes. Um but while you're doing that, what I I want to read a couple things out of the press releases and some of the the articles that were being said. Um this is cool because it means that Microsoft games will be available on Windows Store, Steam, and Epic Game Store as well as Nvidia's stuff. Uh, that's a lot of places to access Xbox gaming content. Uh, if the deal goes through, that means Xbox stuff, more Xbox stuff rather available over on the Switch via those platforms. Um, I agree with you. I don't see a world where Nintendo makes hardware capable of handling uh, what the PlayStation 5, the modern PCs, and the Series S and X can handle. Um, I don't see that happening. That doesn't mean it won't. But in all likelihood, this will be a cloud-based thing, which I don't think is a bad thing. Uh, I don't think that's a, a terrible thing at all. Uh, there was a couple uh, really cool quotes. They said, uh, day and date or as close to day and date as we can for their releases of things like Minecraft and if Blizzard stuff goes through, Overwatch and Activision Blizzard deals over on GeForce Now. Uh, that's really, really cool 
fantasy. And then in exchange for this agreement, NVIDIA has now publicly supported Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal. Quote, the partnership delivers increased choice to gamers and resolves NVIDIA's concern with Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. NVIDIA, therefore, is offering its full support for regulatory approval of the acquisition. End quote. Uh, Pretty darn cool there, Logan. Um, We do have a question from Jam Pack Sam on there, but before we ask it, did you find the Tencent thing? So I did see that a um, uh, website Seeking Alpha uh, was sourced as uh, someone who then also sourced a website called Deal Reporter that said that on Friday, uh, the third party expressed its concerns to Chinese antitrust regulators uh, mm-hmm. about the state of this. Um, but that, uh, let me see if I can find the quote. Uh, it, essentially, the the... The actual headline is that one part, one third party is in China's uh, showing concerns for that. Um, but that Tencent supports Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, and at least one company is expressing concerns. So Tencent's okay with it. It's another company that's kind of like showing concerns about the deal. Um, and that was according to GameWorldObserver.com. Uh, and this was on the 20th of February. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. So something to watch there. Uh, I don't know those sites, but that doesn't mean they're incredible. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't either. And okay. So, you know what, I'm going to scratch this cause this is coming up as speculation as well too. I would like mm-hmm. to actually see, uh, a, a, an actual thing. Cause one of the, the points in here, so in apologies to listeners, Tencent hasn't publicly confirmed its support of the 68.7 billion deal, but it's given, mm-hmm. but given its long-term history of acquisitions, it wouldn't be a surprise to see the Chinese tech siding with Microsoft. So a little misleading there. Boy, I would love for people to actually do proper reporting instead of twisting words uh, to fit a narrative they want to drive. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, no, we have no narrative to support on that front, on that front either. So, but I do want to get to our question from Jam Pack Sam yeah. from Exhibition Podcast. I love Sam. You guys should all listen to his show. It's great for just quick, concise news uh, without bias. He says, let's pretend the Activision, Activision Blizzard deal falls through or it's not a factor anymore. What's Xbox's next move? Um, I think we're, no matter what happens, we're not going to see acquisition talk from Xbox for a while. Whether this goes through or doesn't, I don't think we see them on that front. I think they focus on their first party stuff, the multiple studios they have, or sorry, the multiple teams they have within their many studios. Right now, they have north of 25 studios without Activision Blizzard, uh, and that's a lot of teams making games. I think they double down and focus on that. I consistently am disappointed by Microsoft's reluctance to make third party deals. Uh, whether they're marketing or exclusivity buy. I don't, I'm not really a fan of exclusivity third-party deals, but marketing, like, come on, you got to do something, guys. Uh, and we're not seeing that. So maybe that's the, the next step for Microsoft there. They nailed their hardware uh, distribution. They nailed Game Pass and a lot of the incredible games coming to it. They do not land marketing well. Very inconsistent in the last two years. They've had some missteps. Uh, in a place that they're great in social spaces, they struggle with marketing outside of their areas. You see PlayStation commercials at movie theaters. You see third-party uh, marketing deals with with PlayStation all the time for various games. Microsoft needs to do a better job of that. That's what I would would do state you, there. 
Do you think that it's uh, like they're trying to walk the walk, not talk the talk in that situation? Like instead of getting marketing deals for games that they don't own, are they just trying to buy studios to get more games that they can talk about that they actually own? Yes, I think that's exactly what's happening. The problem mm. is those games that they're they're putting out to date have not been the type of games that move a needle at the Game Awards. That's true. Right? Yeah. Uh, with all respect to Forza Horizon 5, which I love, which I love, shafted. that's not going to, it was shafted, uh, that's not going to bring people in in a way that a God of War or Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us, etc. would do. And they consistently neg- neglect the superhero genre when you've got Suicide Squad, <laughs> when you've got Spider-Man, when you've got every other comic book game being marketed over on the PlayStation side, where are comic book fans going to go? And we know that's not a small group, particularly amongst gamers. Yeah. It's a lot of people. So they consistently neglect that area. Why would you not have a PlayStation 5 if you're a comic book fan? When when you're seeing exclusive content go to Suicide Squad, or which we don't know about yet, but when you're seeing Spider-Man, when you're seeing Wolverine, when you're seeing special stuff head uh, PlayStation's way, why wouldn't you pick it up unless you have a diehard need to play on an Xbox? So yeah. that's what I would say. It's it's kind of nuts to me, and this is anecdotally speaking, but it's kind of nuts to me that I feel like um, PlayStation is buying the marketing rights to most of the, 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 the content that is like recognizable IP. So like Hogwarts legacy was all PlayStation. Um, Baldur's gate is all Paul, uh, Baldur's gate's a bad example, but they do get the marketing rights for that. But suicide squad is a perfect example where they're getting to show off that content. They get 15 minutes of content in their state of play. Microsoft really should consider driving uh, better relationships with companies that have that kind of like IP, those those comic books or, or well-known um, uh, properties that people are, are driven to because of the fandom behind it and mm-hmm. not necessarily the content. Like Xbox is putting out great games, but it's all with IP that people don't recognize. So the proof is in the pudding that you have to actually play the game. And if you have Game Pass, that's an easy buy because it's already there. Um, but if you don't, then they don't really have a, a, a leg to stand on in that case. Like, there's nothing really driving you to, to the mascots to go to that console, right? Um, I, I 100% agree with you. To to answer um, Jam Pack's uh, question, I think if the deal falls through, then they've got to go back to what they do well, which is buying the rights to uh, Game Pass access day one for third parties. I think when they do that, it does really, really well for gamers. Gamers will stand up and say like, oh, well, it's day one on Game Pass. Why would I spend 70 bucks on PlayStation if I already have an Xbox? And that's a really strong move for third parties. That's why I think things like Resident Evil 4 would be a perfect a game for that kind of thing and monster hunter rise is a good get too but it doesn't have the uh it doesn't have that that kind of um (laughs) use a bad term for this it doesn't have the swagger uh that that um uh, resident evil 4 has so Mm -hmm. i think they have to go back to the playbook and and really take a look at these marketing deals instead of going for the acquisitions now i don't know you know how much of the of that 69 billion was dedicated just for acquisitions or could they use that money somewhere else mm-hmm. um but it is it, i don't see this deal not going through at this point agreed 
Agreed. One of the fascinating aspects of this is, and I say this, I think often, is we see how little market share Xbox has compared to the mind share that perhaps they have. Their market share, according to them, is much smaller, I think, than the mind share is. Uh, And that's fascinating for me to have. And I will consistently say, if this is what second, third, or fourth place looks like, I'm I'm living pretty, man. I'm happy Mm. as can be, especially as Game Pass delivers titles like uh, you know, Woe Long coming to Game Pass, Atomic Heart just coming out. I mean, Game Pass continues to deliver. Um, and equally telling, we haven't seen Game Pass go on sale in a while, which means it's not having problems selling, which is interesting also. I mean, that's speculatory, but I'm impressed by that, given that they're, last we heard, we are they are over the 30 million mark, or last I heard. I know that to be true. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I'm I'm more interested in what will happen to Activision Blizzard King if the deal doesn't go through because mm-hmm. they needed this cash buyout mm-hmm. and I'm worried about a world where Bobby Kotick is still in charge of Activision Blizzard mm-hmm. and all of the IP that are lying dormant are left in the dust, left in the closet, not to mm-hmm. be played with. Um, and we don't have a strong company allowing allowing companies or allowing studios to unionize if they want to to have better work environments there's been uh talk about how they're removing work from home um over at blizzard which is a, a huge mistake um because mm-hmm. it, it's going to impact friends and that bugs me um, but there is a, a noticeable difference in the quality of work that can come when people who are better at work from home than working in the office. I know collaborations tougher, uh, to schedule meetings. I do it myself. I have to, I, I work from home. It's really tough to get meetings set up sometimes. Um, but there, I'm, I'm more worried about Activision Blizzard King than I am Microsoft if the deal doesn't go through. Cause I'm more concerned about what's going to happen to the employees of a studio or of a, of a publisher that needed this buyout. My impression of that is largely in agreement. However, we've seen a lot of Microsoft working to appease those Activision Blizzard employees, making it seem like they're supportive and the deal is enticing. I see a world if the deal doesn't go through where the talent leaves Activision Blizzard uh, en masse and yeah. they're picked up by studios within Microsoft, within Sony, within third parties. Uh, and I think Microsoft would be wise to roll out the red carpet for those new employees, get that talent in there, help them fix or refine some of their new uh, their, their new you know portfolio possibilities now that they have Bethesda in there. Um, that's what I see happening in the perfect world, but Microsoft hasn't always shown that they're good stewards of IP. Uh, and they've struggled to deliver on, on several fronts. Bethesda, I think, is doing a good job we see Microsoft stumble here and there. So what are you talking we'll about? See... we get, we, we get regular banjo games all the time. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, even <laughs> watch Halo, right? Which let's, let's transition into Halo for a minute. We saw, yeah. and, and Forza, we saw two made like the two biggest titles that Microsoft Xbox proper has put out in the last two years for Halo infinite and Forza horizon five, which for all intents and purposes, very great, uh, very good games. Great. Even, on some levels, both are putting out content in the coming weeks. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 dropped their trailer and information for their uh, second expansion, Rally Adventure. It's releasing on March 29th, uh, and it did not seem to go over well. It wasn't uh, nearly as well received, not by me, not by the social spaces that I watch anyhow. Yeah. 
this is the second expansion coming to the racer that released in 2021. Uh, it's going to feature an entirely new system of deformable terrain and 10 new cars. In short, this is a rally racer uh, expansion. And I was supremely underwhelmed by this announcement, despite knowing full well that I'm going to play it and enjoy it. Uh, this looks like more Forza Horizon 5, which is not a bad thing, but there's nothing special about it. And in a world where we saw wacky things done with Hot Wheel expansions in the last two Forza Horizons, I'm sorry, in Horizon 5 and in Horizon 3. Or, uh, oh, 3, that's right. It was 3. Sorry. It was 3. It was Lego uh, was 4, right? Lego was 4, yep, that was okay. the next point. Like Those are two, three wacky examples of fun, different things you can do with a racer in seeing the incredible mountaintop ice uh, biome that was introduced in Forza Horizon 4. I was expecting something more different in Horizon 5, and I'm very disappointed by how generic this looks mm. next to those wacky things. But the problem with saying that is it's still Forza Horizon 5. It's still the best driving game ever made. And so I'm in this weird uh, dichotomy of feeling great and excited for more Forza and being supremely disappointed by the lack of creativity that's from the outside looking in, having not played it, is exhibited here. Why don't we have more Cortana races with the Warthog? Why aren't we running from Brumax? Why aren't we playing with Legos? Why aren't we uh, on Hot Wheels? Why are those crazy things not happening, those concepts that are happening? And why is it just more Horizon? Again, caveat, and I'm not going to stop saying this, Horizon's great. So how am I supposed to feel? I don't see anybody going and buying Forza Horizon 5 or jumping into Game Pass for this. That's the miss. Yeah. So uh, I talked to a buddy of mine who is a huge car person um, mm -hmm. and he loves Forza Horizon 5. Mm -hmm. um, I asked him, you know, what his feelings are about Rally because I'm I'm a I'm a Forza Horizon Five fan. I, mm -hmm. I played a heck of a lot of it uh, when it launched, and um, a little bit of it with the Hot Wheels content. Mm -hmm. He is he is excited for this. He has okay. hopes and dreams of like the cars that they could be bringing back from the last time they did Rally. He really wants to check out the new uh, the new new um, races that they're going to bring in for this. Like mm -hmm. he, he is going to go like full degenerate mode okay. on this when it comes out. Cause he's, he's looking forward to rally. I think rally for the fans that love the rally for the Forza horizon mm -hmm. are, are really, they're getting a good treat here. I think it's going to be content that misses for the, the mass group of people that got into horizon back when it first launched that weren't huge fans of, mm -hmm. of the series. Um, but I, I see where you're coming from that this isn't and it kind of goes back to the conversation about marketing IP, um, you know, finding those ends where they can get Lego or Hot Wheels or something cool to be able to like say like, hey, this is why you're going to want to jump in because it's weird and fun. And that's what Horizon is supposed to do. Motorsports where you're supposed to have the seriousness for the, the right. racing. But Rally really is home in horizon like that's where rally belongs so mm -hmm. the fact that they're bringing rally uh especially given that it's in mexico baja races and stuff like it, this is a, a perfect match for forza horizon 5 given the location and rally is going to really kind of get shown off here in a fantastic light it's going to look amazing and i'm and i'm very curious to see like what cars they actually bring 
uh, since they're talking about 10 new ones. Hopefully they're bringing in some old ones from past games that um, haven't gotten brought into five yet because I know mm-hmm. a lot of folks want that. Uh, but you're not wrong that they aren't bringing something that is weird and fun that will that will draw the attention. And maybe that's why they didn't put this into the direct uh, that they just recently had. In fact, both of these content announcements, um, both Halo Infinite Season 3 and Forza Horizon 5 expansion, I was expecting the expansion for Horizon to get announced during the Direct, and we didn't, and it was right around the corner. So I don't understand why the timing was off for that. Um, I think I do. Okay. I, I think I do, and I apologize for interrupting. No, 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 please. But that Direct did a great job at allowing Hi-Fi Rush to exist Forza Motorsport to have its moment and spotlight Bethesda. It mm. let that happen. It the, and I think that was the benefit. Had had the season two of Halo Infinite or Forza Horizons expansion been in the direct, the shadow drop wouldn't have been spotlighted as much. You wouldn't have seen the motorsport spotlight as much. It would have been too much for the media cycle. Mm. And there, I think, I think what was happening is they're trying to have this. Uh, in a time where they knew Sony would be having an announcement at some point, which I don't think was the best strategy because nobody happens. The news is still all about PlayStation, but yeah, uh, if they if they had inklings of of this being the window of time where Sony released, because I doubt they knew the day and date. That's silly. That's, that's not how quickly people reacted at that level. Um, but maybe they wanted to have something for the news cycle uh, a few weeks removed. But Hi-Fi Rush needed its moment and deservedly got it, and that was a big win. That was a big win. For Microsoft, I would imagine they saw a slight bump uh, in Game Pass, maybe a small one, but they also saw a big kick up in in traffic as far as people giving positive positive vibes towards them. So I would think that's why. But again, speculatory. That's fair. That's honestly, it's fair because I could I could one hundred percent see a world where. Halo Infinite uh, announces season three. We get the trailer, and then people are the whole conversation is chewed up by people talking about how good is season three going to be, mm-hmm. and and not letting Hi-Fi Rush have its moment. I can right. see that. That makes a lot more sense now. It's just a bummer to see like two of the two of the biggest first party IPs that Game Pass has had in the last two years get you know like trailer announcements and, and press releases. Uh, you know, weeks after after the direct, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man, treat your babies right, you know. Like, let's really kind of like they did it for they they had a, a fantastic showing for for Horizon 5's um Hot Wheels expansion. Like, it was really cool to see that. And this one, it's like Rally is still a big deal for the fans of Forza, uh, but it, it just didn't feel like they they wanted to to really kind of give it a moment in the sunlight. Yeah, it it, it doesn't, but. I say that once again, I'm going to be playing this. I'm going to be playing this. <laughs> so I don't want, I don't want to like, I'm, I'm the find the fun guy. I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. Yeah. You know, I, I really am. I'm all about supporting them uh, in their vision and such. I'm just surprised by, by it's more Forza, you know, I was expecting <laughs> something a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. We want, we want the arcade fun for Forza Forza Horizon is a is a great game for that. Um, seeing Rally makes a hundred percent sense, uh, given what Motorsport's going to accomplish. But it's it's tough when we get something as fantastic as Hot Wheels, 
And then the, the lead up after that is just rally. And then, mm-hmm. and I'm saying just rally is a, is it, like, I understand the importance of it, but yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen something really wacky come to even just hot wheels, just expanding hot wheels more would have mm-hmm. been even better. Agreed. I think part of it was, this looks to me like it would have been a free content drop, mm. not, not an expansion. Yeah. And that's a silly entitled thought, but that's, that's what it looks like based on the trailer. Maybe when it comes out, it's much bigger than we're realizing. True. Maybe that's it. So yeah. take that for what you will. Uh, Halo Infinite did drop its season three trailer long overdue, uh, but it looked great. Uh, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are done. I mean, Mr. Babbitt tells me consistently that he's done with Halo <laughs> Infinite. I keep telling him I'm not done with his mom. And regardless, like there's no reason for me to be down on Halo Infinite. It looks fantastic. Uh, this trailer showcases a new map. It's going to have a new battle pass. There's a new big team battle map, two new arena maps. Finally. Yeah, oh my God. Right, finally. Um, new fan made forge maps, which I still am a little mixed about. Like, why are you the computer? Why is the community making stuff that you should be making? Mm. But a new uh, gun game style mode called Extraction Slayers in there, and possibly, possibly, uh, some PVE elements are popping in, which I'm really excited about. I want more PVE in Halo. Um, I'm stoked for season three. I know I'm going to be playing it, but that'll be about the time that. Uh, I've already wrapped up my uh, Fortnite battle pass, but like I'll be in for another shooter. I'm kind of getting tired of, of Call of Duty and Fortnite. I'm ready for Halo to be back in my rotation a bit more. Um, I'm in this 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 trailer got me excited for Infinite in a way that the winter update did not. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to see how the bandit feels. That's that's what I'm really curious about. That new gun. Uh, I, it looks good. I like the, I like the, the, it looks like a little bit mix between a BR and, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on what is the other one called? Not the DMR, the commando. Um, oh yes, yes. It very it much looks like it's, a, it's heavy. It's yeah, heavy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very curious, like how, how the, the rate of fire versus like the actual damage is for that. Cause I feel like the commando was, was nerfed just a little bit too much in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I really liked that during the beta, but they, they, they really killed it for me. I know they brought it back up a little bit, but, um, the, the dude, it took you, me a long time to use the commando properly, but once I figured it out, powerful weapon. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I, I really, I, I want to check out the the new BTB map. Um, I think it's Oasis mm-hmm. is the name of it. Uh, it looks cool. Looks really really cool. So very curious to see how that looks mm-hmm. and feels. They brought they're bringing the shroud uh, sphere in finally. So the Valorant thing. Uh, they're bringing that in. I, I don't know how I feel about that honestly. Like it could be good. It could be bad. I, I think it'll be. Hopefully it's not something that's allowed in um, in capture the flag. That's yeah. We'll That's see one of the- how many are allowed on the map at once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, depending on how it's used, it could be a really good diversionary tactic. It could be a really good uh, tactical approach to to kind of moving players around the map. Uh, but it could also be overused. So I'm reserving yeah. judgment on the shroud uh, personally. That's yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. Go ahead. I, I think two would probably be, be like really nice. I, I think those need to be kind of like considered power weapons in my opinion. Um, I don't, I don't want to see those as, as frequently as people are grabbing like grapples and stuff like that. So agree. 
I, <laughs> remains to be seen, but um, I, I I could see them making changes, like making the the sphere smaller or something like that. That the, the, like it hid a warthog coming out of out of a, a garage mm-hmm. at one point, and it's like, dude, that is. Like if you're able to hide a warthog in a shroud, like I could see some really nasty plays with that. And but I that's don't know cool if it's a power yeah. weapon, not if it's a like you like a hundred percent. Yeah. Like I don't want to see 15 of these things sitting around on Oasis. I want to, you right. know, people hiding ghosts inside of them. I want to I want to see like one or two tactically used once in a while. Um, but who knows? I could be completely wrong. Could be really fun to have a whole bunch. I don't want to. I don't want to say it's OP before I get a chance to jump in there, but really cool sure. that they did this. I'm glad that they had the trailer. The trailer was fantastic, by the way. I keep doing that. Lots of gameplay, lots of showcases. Let me mm-hmm. see some weird stuff with uh, cinematography and and uh, having characters go through weird moments and stuff like that. But yeah, really cool. I'm glad that they. This is what we we this is what we deserved in like June of last year. Yep. When when season three should have hit. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Yes. But I'm all for it if it brings people back. Plus, I think we've had time to make our peace with the disappointments of Halo Infinite, story-wise, expansion-wise, <laughs> etc. So now we can just focus on enjoying the gameplay. I know yeah. I'm not getting a story. Okay. Okay. But I can so now I can enjoy Infinite, which is, in fact, not even close to Infinite. Uh, but I love it, so I'm there for it. So there you go. Yeah. Logan, I I don't know if you know about what a, like what a PlayStation is. I'm not sure if you've heard of PlayStation or even use any of the devices that might be accustomed to it. But they had a state of play mm-hmm. over the the past week. Uh, I watched it. I enjoyed it. There were several multi platform announcements that got me very excited. Some cool stuff in VR, which I'd love to talk to you about on wrap up or somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. But there were three games that stuck out to me as an Xbox gamer of like, yo. That's one that I can, I'm super stoked for street yeah. fighter, resident evil four and suicide squad kill the justice league. Um, a lot of mixed emotions on these, but uh, I'm going to start actually with resident evil four because I don't think you have intentions to play this one because you're not a horror guy, but Maybe. this looks <laughs> fire. This looks so good. It did look good, dude. It looks so good. But yeah, there's, there were some, some scenes in there where I was like, Oh God, this, <laughs> this is going to get my heart rate spooky. up. Yeah, I I'm glad this game is coming. Uh, RE Engine, man, that Capcom is just firing in all cylinders. Like that studio is just killing it, and RE Engine is is just paying dividends because that game looks so good mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to the original. Oh, I know. And RE Engine, and I apologize for the innuendo here, but like it's exceptionally good at wet, like showing wet things yes and like the dripping of blood and, and uh fluids and stuff again i get it but fluid dynamics are fantastic impressive and the physics there are cool and uh as a diehard re4 fan and i love like that is that is one of the best games ever made in my opinion if you made a top 10 list all time yeah resident evil 4 is somewhere in there uh on most people's kind of objective list there and i i think they're doing right by it based on the trailer and how could they not when you've seen Resident Evil 2 and 3 be treated so well? Never played it. But, I mean, they were treated well. I mean, like, that's pretty much universally understood is that those remakes oh, yeah, were yeah. No, very no. well. No, I mean, like, I never played RE4. I, that was one of those ones where I, I, everyone talks about how, how it's the GOAT for, for Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm. Still haven't played it. I want to. I have it. It's good. It's good. And I think you should play the first hour. Play the first hour, first hour and then put okay. it down and then you'll get an idea of what it's going for. 
mm-hmm. then you can put if you wanted to play the remake, I think you get a lot out of it. So my suggestion is to play the first hour. Okay. You know the fun little when I when this first came out, um, it had the trailer where you were like in the town and you you were like running around in third person and people you were like you were attacking villagers and stuff like that. And I remember seeing the trailer when I was working at a GameStop uh, when it when when it was announced, and I was mm-hmm. like this is not the mansion game I want. I want my mansion game and puzzles. Where are those? And I completely wrote it off. And now like, mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's been, like 20 some years probably at this point. I have no clue. There, Everyone's like, this is the most amazing game in the in, in the series. You you have, I, I can't believe you haven't played it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I'm sure everyone will probably look at me differently for not having played it. But uh, I, will, I will give the first hour a shot and see how it goes sweet that's what i'm looking forward to i want to hear your reactions to that okay uh for sure so that's cool uh let's mention street fighter 6 a game i am very excited for i loved street fighter 4 i had a fight stick and everything um if really oh gosh yeah i love street fighter 4 if money's aligned that's the problem is it comes out near e3 and if i get to go to fan fest i'm gonna be pinching pennies to get there uh (laughs) safely uh maybe i'll ride spirit air and pedal for them um but I'll tell you what, Street Fighter Six looks dope, and right? I'm excited for it. I don't know. I don't know if this was the discourse around it, but after watching the gameplay and the reveal and everything, I'm really surprised they chose Zangief uh, to be their spotlight. I'm like, yo, Russia's where you're going, guys. What's going on here? Zangief. But it was that was a little surprising, but gameplay looks great. Looks like the latest iteration of Street Fighter and what you would want out of it. Um, I liked that we didn't see Ryu because he was roided out in the early trailers. I hope they tone that back a little bit because it was. No, a they're not. No, oh, my dude's no. going to be a mountain and it's going to oh. be, he's going to be a brick of flesh. I'm going to need the Dragon Ball influences to calm down just a little bit. <laughs> like Ryu can't scratch his own back. Like what's happening here? He doesn't, you know? he doesn't need to look, you know how he deals with that. He shoots he a fireball with, around the earth. No, he, he, uh, he, he hurricane kicks a tree and then scratches it with his uh with the tree that's how he deals with that makes makes sense i wish i was good enough at the impression uh like the the sound they make when they do the hurricane kick street uh family guy did a great bit on oh that really one. i'll yeah. have to look that yeah. up I if i could make that, that impression one. i would i would do it right now <laughs> um but i really liked this trailer and i'm stoked yeah. i hope whoever wants to play this one will play it because i'm more excited for this than i am mortal kombat 12 which got accidentally sold oh, man. in a earnings call <laughs> poor nether realm studios man freaking ed boon getting getting like oh god i feel so bad for ed boon sitting there their baby and they're they haven't even gotten a chance to announce it mm-hmm. and the dude is just like and coming out this year mortal kombat 12 we've got some really great games coming out from our studios this year and the oh, mm-hmm. poor guy it's like lock it up so chad <laughs> it's not your announcement to make it's It's like when grandma posts the gender reveal for everybody before the parents are told (laughs) yeah i know what are you doing you're gonna be a great boy i can't wait Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. funny but yeah so street fighter 6 is gone such a a a different visual style than any of the other ones that i've seen in the past and i'm so excited for that um i'm really really happy that they brought out uh cammy and Cammy looks completely different. They've done a complete redo of her. She's no longer wearing the one piece um, that, that has been like 
her her co- I'm sure it'll probably be in the there. Wedgie They'll probably piece, have yeah. like a, a a costume in there for her. But um, yeah. Cammy, nice to see announced as well. She was one of my favorites uh, uh, playing as as growing up and stuff like that. Zangief is just he is just a a, a fantastic memeable character. I love I love that they brought him in. I honestly, I don't think Japan cares what <laughs> what's going on with Russia and stuff like that. I think that is that is a more American centric uh, mm-hmm. concern, given that we're we're trying to, yeah, not getting sure. into it. But yeah, Zengif, great, I love him. Every time I, I hear the name Zengif, it just makes me think of Wreck It Ralph and crushing uh, man's skull between thighs like Spero's egg. You know, it's it, I love that because Zengif bad guy but he's not bad guy yeah, my wife she liked that joke as well yeah um i was stoked i was stoked for that one but so. luke suicide squad we gotta talk about this we gotta suicide talk about this one yes uh, anubis wrote in wanting to know our thoughts on that one I got a lot of thoughts about Suicide Squad kill the Justice League I may might I wax poetic for a moment please let me have it okay in the reveal of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, I thought they showcased some incredible visuals, some fantastic gameplay. They continuously invoked the Arkhamverse, which is very much a strategic move, trying to show us that this is a continuation of Arkham Knight, uh, very much distancing themselves from Gotham Knights. Uh, that's smart and strategic on there. But for all the beautiful amazing gameplay that i saw for the incredible outfits they're showcasing dc's insistence to try and make suicide squad a thing is a little baffling to me two movies <laughs> a spin-off show uh to moderate success i mean one of them one of those movies is great shout out to james gunn the show peacemaker great but i don't understand the insistence to make suicide squad a thing when you've got a more profitable brand of avengers when you've i'm not avengers i'm sorry of justice league when you've got uh single player endeavors that people seem to be craving more and more lately. This to me does not look like a game that Rocksteady would have wanted to make. It looks incredible, but it also looks like Avengers 2.0. It looks like it's got elements of crackdown, in it, which to me is How dare super you? fun. No, no. I, every single one of you that's like, oh, I'm really excited for this one, but not Avengers. It's the same game gameplay. The game loop looks exactly the same. It's got gear source gear scores for Christ's sake, like get it together. But also, this is tailor-made for me in a lot of ways because I like Avengers. I liked Crackdown. I liked Sunset Overdrive's Traversal. This looks like all of that. That doesn't mean I'm not underwhelmed by the fact that I'm not getting a Flash, uh, a Superman game. I'm not getting a chance to play a single-player Rocksteady Vision game. And so I ha- I'm, I'm routinely baffled by DC's decisions. Uh, I'm stoked to play with these characters. That doesn't mean I wish... Like I saw that that character model for the flash is so cool. I would much rather a game where I play as the flash. The idea that Batman is back as much as I'm excited for Kevin Conroy, which I am. What does that mean for the ending of Arkham Knight? What does that do for the Arkham Knight fans? Does that really matter? Maybe not to the masses, but like to someone like me, who's got the statues over there big time. I'm, I'm sitting in a Batman chair. Uh, like I'm confused for how I'm supposed to feel because I'm supremely underwhelmed by the concept of this game by what it's going to be. I know full well, I'm going to put in days of gameplay with my buddies on this one. I know full well, the game looks fantastic. I know full well that Rocksteady has never once disappointed. They and respawn have never made a bad game. Heck yes. I'm in on this one. 
Uh, this might be one where I, I, I dip into uh, the savings funds and make sure that I don't get to retire well and I get the collector's edition. I'm looking forward to this. Do I very much wish it was something else? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's kind of like with Forza Horizon. I know I'm supposed to be excited. I know I'm going to play it a lot. This isn't what I wanted, though. So Catch-22, benefit of the doubt to Rocksteady always. Uh, but this is very much more Avengers in Suicide Squad. Uh, and I don't quite get it, DC. Y'all better have a Superman game or uh, some other single-player adventure game. I know we got Wonder Woman. That's cool, but there's a lot of heroes that we could be playing with right now. And a live service game is what you chose with your masters of single player. I can't imagine this was the real intention. And after having watched Gotham Knights, which again, I loved, still doesn't cut the mustard. Still not quite sure with what's going on. So yeah, great reveal. Good trailer. Somehow still underwhelmed. All right. I I hear you and and I have I I want to put this out first off I want to address I'm on the ledge Logan I'm on the ledge <laughs> okay first off I want to address the the fact that the gaming community on Twitter seems to be absolutely obsessed with games that are coming out as always online folks this is a <laughs> multiplayer game this is not a single player game if you want to play with your friends, you're going to have to either get them into the room, which good luck, or like many of us, you're going to play games online. So I don't see anyone harping on Call of Duty or Fortnite for constantly having to be online. So let's get over that. Mm -hmm. Secondly, the fact that Rocksteady has never failed with a game speaks to the, the caliber of the, the actual devs there. Does that mean that that talent will translate into a multiplayer game like this maybe maybe not the proof will be in the pudding when we actually get to play the game we got four arkham games that were all single player i'm not going to discredit the studio for doing one multiplayer game just because so many other studios tried and failed at this type of game so i think if anyone can nail this with superheroes i think they have the best chance I'm I'm looking forward to Avengers 2 or Gotham Knights 2, you know, when they got the four-player co-op in there that I knew they wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the gear score thing is fantastic. I'm all for what? that gear grind. Ooh. I'm all for that gear grind. I play Destiny, buddy. I don't mind going and hunting down pinnacles every week. I don't mind going and trying to get the best rolls on weapons and stuff like that. I want to play as Deadshot. I know everyone's, I, I love, I love Captain Boomerang and I love King Shark and I love Harley. Um, I want to play as Deadshot because I think he's going to be the one that falls into my play style the most. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, to playing through people. The questions I have are not how is this game going to do as a game as a service or a multiplayer game from a, a studio that's only done single player content. My question comes down to what is the mission structure going to look like? How is the drop in drop out going to look for multiplayer? How much replayability is there going to be? What is the story going to be like playing through with friends or playing as solo? Can I play solo? Those are the questions that I have. I'm not worried about gear score. That I'm not worried about like the balance for live as a service. That stuff can all get tweaked at the uh, after launch and still come back. Look at Halo mm -hmm. Infinite. 
I want to know what it's going to be like to actually jump in with friends. The biggest concerns I have as far as the actual gameplay that I saw, considering this was the first time we've ever seen gameplay for it. Mm -hmm. They did a good introduction on showing us who the the characters are and what they'll play like. This feels Mm -hmm. a lot like brute force to me, where you have very dynamic difference in in characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to know... If I'm going to be punished because I only want to play as one hero, will I be forced to play as other heroes that I don't necessarily feel like I want to play? That's my question. Mm. Um, and how is that going to translate to the to the game as far as like going through the story? Like, will I be able to go through the story? Uh, will I have to have different saves for different groups of friends? Like Halo yeah. does it. Will I be able to drop in and drop out the way like Redfall is talking about? Like, th- there's a lot of questions that are still on my mind the 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 focus on aerial combat is questionable to me i don't know how much fun i'll have with that because you can get disoriented pretty quickly with that kind of thing mm-hmm. um but it remains to be seen uh we've got a lot of time there's three months worth of marketing for them to talk about a lot of this stuff and mm-hmm. uh, i want to see what they what they decide to focus on i don't know which character i'm going to jump in as primarily they all four looked fun what uh how really? do you okay like they all, all right. four looked fun to me. Fair. They all four all looked right. fun. I was like, all right, I'm in for for <laughs> any one of them at the moment. Uh, that's what I'm saying. This is a weird state for me to be in because it's DC. I love this style of game. Yeah. It's just not what I want Rocksteady making. But I've, I've made my peace with that aspect. But then watching it and knowing that it's they keep saying Arkhamverse. I'm like, all right, kind of slapping me in the face a little bit. Um, so it's a weird spot for me to be in. If if we got a Batman game, do you think whoever did the voice for Batman would live up to Kevin Conroy? Uh, nobody lives up to Kevin Conroy. However, Troy Baker did it in Arkham Origins, and he did a great job. And I mean, I think I'm a little Troy Bakered out on some fronts, but like he's a great Batman. Truly, yeah. he's a great Batman. I'm I'm not saying Batman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. He was a great Joker. I forget so, who did the voice in Arkham Origins. But he was great. Was it Jason O'Mara? It might have been Jason O'Mara. Either way, um, I don't. I don't mind if it's not the same voice. Yeah. I don't even need Batman in it. I didn't need a new Batman game. I wanted a single player DC game from Rocksteady. Gotcha. That might still be happening. That might still be happening. I don't know. Uh, It'll be no, very. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, there's, there's there's nothing to say that Rocksteady's not working on something else too. Mm-hmm. You know that's never been off the table. Uh, I just can't see where we're rock steady with all their single player pedigree was thinking, you know what we need to do multiplayer gear scores. Let's do that. So that is the aspect which I'm frustrated, but this trailer did look like a blast. Mm-hmm. It looks like a blast. I'm in. I love the extended cast, by the way, seeing penguin back in there. Oh, no. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Maker, yeah. The, the, the outfits looking. I love incredible. that. I all love that's that. fun. The, the fact that they brought in those other villains to to be like the experts to give the Suicide Squad the, the tools and the upgrades mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I love that. That's a that's a great way to kind of say like, OK, not everyone here like is is an expert at everything. Like we don't have mm-hmm. to sit here and pretend like, OK, we know King Shark can sit there and like rebuild all of these different kinds of, of little gadgets and gizmos and stuff like we don't have to do that. Like bring in people who know how to do that and then have them work with them. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know why you want a single player game because you want to live in that world and stuff like that. And that's tougher mm-hmm. when it's, it's a multiplayer game because you're going to be talking to other people and stuff like that. So I'd be curious to hear what you think of the game 
after it comes out um and they they start kind of living in that world because i i want to know what you think if you if you decide to play with just friends or if you decide to play with like random people as well too like what that's like like how far can you get away from other people in in the world like can you just go off and do your own missions and they're working on something else? like how does that all work that, those are questions that i have but we also still have wonder woman to look forward to as well too and see yes. where that goes and what kind of hero game that's going to be I'm curious what that means, what James Gunn's statement about gaming means for DC. Is Wonder Woman going to be tied to this Arkhamverse? Is she yeah. standalone? Is she part of a new pantheon? I don't care. I could see it being standalone. I could also, see it being anything, and I'm cool with it. One, one thing I will say is, is that for most studios, the, the projects that they decide to, to vote on when they decide like what game they want to make, yeah, there's going to be publisher influence to a degree, but... Most of the time, the devs make the game that they're playing from someone else. So you you start to see like if if Zelda is doing really, really well over the next bunch of years, you'll start to see elements from that Zelda game get brought into games in other from other studios because they're gamers, too. They love playing games. So if they're playing Destiny, if they're playing Avengers, if they're having, you know, if they're having fun in other games that are like this, then they may decide that that's the thing that they're passionate about. And I would rather have them chase that passion uh, than be beholden by someone who's saying like, no, Arkham Batman games are what's making us money. You can only make those even if you can't figure out what kind of good story you want behind it. I don't know if I agree. I don't know that I disagree. I don't <laughs> think I know enough to to go one way or the other on that one. Mm. Maybe. My biggest question for myself, is this going to make me put down Redfall? Because it comes out the same month as Redfall. Redfall is the month. And I know I'm going to be doing the review for SG or at least participating in the review for, S for SG for Suicide Squad. Curious. Curious. I will. But I know, I will but I'm, go ahead. I'll, I'll stick with Redfall. And I'll, and I'll help out with Suicide Squad, but it'll be very interesting to see how these two come together in that month. It's a busy month. Multiplayer, stat boosters. So we'll see. All right, let's transition to listener questions. Uh, I know I haven't played much this week to talk about. I did, I will say once again, playing with the Patreon community, playing Ghostbusters. I want to do more of that. I want to jump right. in with them and play stuff. That was so much fun. Oh, so man. CJ and Clint and Suddy and... Uh, it was just a good, good time. I want to do more of that for sure. Yeah, same. Logan, we got a really cool, a really cool note. Uh, oh, uh, real quick, I'm sorry. Uh, Atomic Heart, I'm not ready to talk about that one yet. And if you're willing to wait on your thoughts for that one. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Just sit on I'm, that one. I'm I'm only like maybe an hour or two into it. I've got thoughts, but it's definitely one that I'll wait for. Okay, cool. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Logan, we got a lot of people writing in this week. I know I've mentioned one or two of them already, but I want to give a shout out to Elry Woods the third. Uh, they reached out on Instagram, which was really cool because I don't do a ton on Instagram. I put up some stuff here and there. Um, but as I transition away from Twitter, I'm trying to be better about it. Uh, Elry reaches out and says, Hey, Luke, recently stumbled, ac stumbled across your podcast and thoroughly enjoying it. Thank you. I have a question for you and Logan. What is your favorite song or album from a game? Mine is Grey Coat from Wild at Heart. Turns out Amos Roddy also composed the music to Citizen Sleeper, my second favorite game played in 2022. Uh, Ellery, you are amazing. That was the coolest note to get to read. 
Uh, I'm so grateful to you for writing that in. Um, Logan, I'm gonna let you think on this one because I did some research ahead of time and made sure I had my stuff in, in order. Mm. There is a song from uh, Sarah Schachner uh, called Legion of Dawn that was for the Anthem soundtrack. Uh, this was played mm. when it was revealed at the Game Awards. Uh, my poor wife has had to hear this song <laughs> multiple times in the car um, and just kind of looked at me and been like, that's nice, honey. Um, <laughs> I love the song Legion of Dawn. I think that is a great song. It's that choral uprising song that we heard at Game Awards that I just, I love. That is a great one. I also discovered the band Highlung thanks to Hellblade 2's trailer and uh, we love them. My wife has been good enough. To, she likes that one too. Uh, and then the Gears 5 soundtrack helped me discover Ruel uh, and her song Game of Survival, which now my wife sings all the time and I hear her singing Ruel all the time. So that's kind of cool. Those are three examples of gaming bringing me to music that I wouldn't have otherwise been brought to and are now like regular rotations on my Spotify list. I I have to say this is a perfect time for me to gush about uh, Sea of Thieves. I just recently um, got the Sea of Thieves uh, LP set, which is three LPs uh, for the vinyls with with the Sea of Thieves soundtrack. Um, the team over at Rare are amazing audio engineers right now. And Robin Beanland um, created most of the, the songs for Sea of Thieves. And the music for Sea of Thieves is top notch. Um, if you haven't listened to the Sea of Thieves soundtrack, I would I would urge you to go over to Spotify or YouTube and, and listen to it because it is exceptional. And getting the the actual like vinyls that are all colored and they have cool little, little cardboard pop-ups so that they turn on the top of the turntable. It's it's an amazing amazing um set that i got from i am 8-bit but i absolutely love the sea of thieves music it is some of the best music they've won awards for it robin beanland has been recognized multiple times for how good that music is outside of that it always goes back to uh koji konda and the hyrule theme um from legend of zelda i will never ever not get emotional when i hear the legend of zelda music kick up because there's something about that music that just, it is a triumphant hero's march. And every time I hear that, it gets me pumped up. And that's, I, I will never, I will never not love Koji Kondo for that because that music has changed my, my perspective on what I look for in video game music because it sets the bar and, and, and like Sea of Thieves has hit that bar in very few games outside of that, like Halo Infinite's definitely up there for me. Um, you know, World of Warcraft's definitely up there for me. But man, I, I gotta say, Zelda is the goat, and and Sea of Thieves is right there with it. Very good. I totally can see that. I totally can see that. Um, Elry, thank you for writing in. It was awesome to read your note. You absolutely made my gaming week better. Thank you. Uh, let's go to another question. This one from Patreon member Dano12. He wrote in over on Twitter. Uh, he said. Which current gen only game would you use to persuade someone looking into upgrading their console? So this is interesting, Logan, because we've had a lot of uh, transitional games that did like current gen upgrades. Yeah, right? see if these did a great job. Oh did a great job. A lot this of games. Hard. Yeah. So maybe it's recency bias, but I'm really enjoying playing Hogwarts Legacy. But I'm taking my time with it. I got to show my wife. Uh, flying around on a broomstick and I was trying to show her uh, the Leviathan coming out of the water uh, mm. and looking out in the draw distance of Hogwarts legacy is just 
beautiful. And so to me, the best current gen only title would be Hogwarts Legacy um, because it's just stunning. It's just stunning and you can do a lot. There's a lot of great gameplay there. But that's a tough question because of all the transitional titles, you know? I can't think of anything that is is current gen only. Because I was is thinking Horizon like, Five transitional. That's a transitional yeah, title. Yeah. It's transitional. I can't mm-hmm. use it. I actually can't think of anything off the top of my head that isn't isn't well, compatible. No, there's not. Not for Xbox. Xbox is one of those companies that just like it, it's going to be available for you know all of the consoles. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that is only for Xbox Series S and X. That would be something that I could point to and be like, hey, you guys need to play this because even Hogwarts Legacy has a last gen version. It's just not out yet. It's not out yet. Right. That's going to cheat for me. Um, I, so I will tell, let's, let's kick this one to the community. If there is one for you guys, and it doesn't have to be Xbox yeah. specific, but uh, if there is a game, reach out to at Dano12 on Twitter, two N's, two H's. Uh, Patreon members, you can talk to them in the, the Discord. Um, I'm, I'm curious cause I, Hogwarts legacy is my answer and I'm confident with it, but I'm at a loss for specific current gen ones. Only for, gen. PlayStation, uh, I think is, is easier for this. Um, I can 100% point to anyone that has a PS4 and, uh, and, and looking to, 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 especially if you're a racing fan, I would, I would say GT seven is, is a showcase for that. I can't remember if Ragnarok is. A PS4 right, title. Okay, PS4. that's right. They dropped Ragnarok would be my choice for PlayStation. That would be the one that I would say, like, if you had it's to upgrade. PS4. No, no, it's on PS4. Oh, is it? Oh, damn. That's not wrong. That's, you're right. That is because they wanted to complete the uh, franchise on the on the gen that it started out with, too. Dang it. Should note um, all these transitional titles, like, significantly better on current gen. Yes. Significantly better, but you are very much able to play on last gen. Uh, so if your monies are limited or your time is limited and you don't feel like you'd get your money's worth, like you're still very playable on most of these games. Um, but the experience of like Sea of Thieves on old gen versus now. Yeah. Not even comparable. I don't think the the load times alone just oppressive. I maybe Returnal, a Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart's one of my favorites. Good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you need to upgrade for those, though. Maybe like that's what I'm Hogwarts might be the one you buy a next gen for. But even then, I think it's a lot of even that that's improving gen- your experience. There's yeah, no current gen that you have to have. I don't think we're far enough along. I don't think we've had enough like purely next gen exclusive games that are so good that that aren't still available on last gen. And I think that's COVID's fault. I think yeah, we we're several years in, but those first year and a half. They weren't meant. Uh, they weren't meant to take as long, right? Like the amount of time lost there to create current gen experiences were different, and then the monies that could be lost in focusing on that smaller user base, companies weren't going to take that jump. So, I think this question would be a lot different at the end of this year because mm-hmm. we haven't gotten to play Redfall and we haven't gotten to play Starfield. And I think Agree. those are the two that I'm looking at that are our next gen only mm-hmm. that really are going to be the the needle movers for Xbox. So I, w- I would love to revisit this Dano on uh, like at the end of the year and see like, okay, did, 
did Starfield and Redfall do what they needed to do uh, for Xbox? That was why Bethesda was purchased to begin with. Like, was that the case? Mm-hmm. But at the moment, I can't think of anything that's available. I, I, I 100% agree with Luke. If you can get the next gen, these game, the games that we've been talking about are significantly better on on newer gen and that's coming from someone that has like the the cyberpunk limited edition xbox one x over here i i have that and i played it on there but i i guarantee you i i, I spent most of my time playing on the series x uh for cyberpunk because it was just it was a much better experience yep yep all right, so our last question of the week, before we say it, I want to point anybody that missed it to the Steam World Build interview that went up on podcast and yeah. YouTube. Uh, that went really well, so really good. interesting stuff. Uh, they explicitly said they never wanted to have an exclusive game again. They never wanted to be console exclusive again, uh, which wasn't what VGC and Iron Lords and a few other websites picked up. Uh, that wasn't the news piece they picked up. They picked up the fact that more genres are coming to Steam World. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like kind of buried in there is the quote that they never want to be exclusive again. So check out that interview if you didn't already. That was one of my most fun interviews uh, for sure. And then next week, guys, you can listen to an interview with uh, Shadow, Gambit. Shadow Gambit. That's coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I've got a few more in the hopper. One not from a game developer, but from an editor-in-chief of a very prolific website that's working that I'm working on. So we'll see if that comes up. Well, last question from Edward Varnell. I'm not sure quite how to answer it, um, but Edward Varnell from the Nintendo Power Block over on Boss Rush Network. Uh, Edward's always amazing at the Retro Code on Twitter. He says, uh, Nintendo Power Block, my podcast, versus XEP in a praise the other games company challenge. Who would win? Us Nintendo peeps praising Xbox games with positivity and vice versa uh, of you guys praising Nintendo games with positivity just each of us saying true and positive things about each other's games who would win. Um, that's a that's a tough one because I have a lot of positive things about Nintendo games and not Nintendo, uh, which is interesting. Really? And okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, very much so. And I think a lot of people could really praise the policies that Xbox has, especially for game preservation and making games available on multiple platforms uh, and what they're doing for... Uh, backward compatibility but the games are not always as universally loved as nintendo so that's a really interesting challenge who would be able to praise the opposite more nintendo or xbox my wife's walking by the camera no one look oh i didn't see anything i nintendo recently just raised the, the the living wage of their employees um they just decided to give everyone raises mm-hmm. uh and, and they're they're selling more consoles than they have in the past for a, a majority of their their past generations. The Nintendo Switch Online has constantly uh, disproven my my distaste for the fact that they never brought forward the Wii U console or virtual console um, mm-hmm. to to Nintendo. I've constantly wanted to rebuy the games that I, I will always rebuy for them, but they are bringing them back through an online subscription service that continues to add value the way Xbox Game Pass has in the past. Um, I think that Nintendo has nailed the format of what 
handheld and home console gameplay should be and they're experimenting in realms of cloud service to try and bring bigger games that can't be done on the the architecture of the switch uh, to gamers who still want to have access to those games and they're giving spotlight to indies who don't have a home beyond steam that i think sony has ignored for a long time and game pass is uh only uh, allowing so many of those to come to light um i think switch is a great great studio that tries to or uh, the the switch is a great great console that tries to give players a place for their kids to have a safe haven for games that won't be available on all consoles um, and allow people to have a second screen when they can't necessarily use the full tv it's a great set of compliments and i will uh add on to a lot of that and say nintendo does a wonderful job at uh, making that safe space, making lively, you feel good games. Like you know what you're going to get when you pick up a Switch. You know you have access to a lot of games that are just going to emotionally uplift you. Um, and while a lot of their the third-party stuff is in other places, when you pick up Nintendo, it feels Nintendo. Um, I think they deserve a lot of credit for dropping Metroid Prime Remastered at $40. Uh, that seems to be an incredible remaster that uh, is respectful of its past which i'm really excited about um they've done a wonderful job at making their wii u catalog available again to more players and the wii u had one of the best gaming catalogs uh in nintendo's history but the system itself kept people from playing it um i think nintendo deserves a lot of credit for making their old games available to to gamers a switch online um, and pricing it, it may be up for debate here and there, but they making those old games available is wonderful. And as Xbox fans, we appreciate that a lot. The idea of being able to play your old games on your current hardware is wonderful. Um, and I think they do a wonderful job of experimentation with the Kirby franchise. There are a lot of Kirby games out there, and they're not, they're very few of them play alike. And I think that's really cool, really cool. Uh, they do a lot of good legacy support with Mario Kart Eight which is friggin' fantastic. Mario Kart 8 came out, what, like eight, nine years ago at this point? Yeah. And it's still bringing content. It's still getting players. And I'm appreciative of that because I don't necessarily need Mario Kart 9 if I can keep playing a tried and true experience that's getting new content. They brought new tracks. They said they weren't going to bring new tracks and they're bringing new tracks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of great things to say about Nintendo games for sure. Um, and so I'm curious to know what the the Power Block podcast would praise about Xbox games. Um, and I'd be equally interested in hearing a good debate about what is Nintendo doing wrong? What is Xbox doing wrong uh, that the other is doing right? Mind you, like, like not like, what are we doing wrong? That's a different list. But like, what are they doing right that the other is doing uh, wrong and vice versa? I think it's a fascinating discussion. So a great question, an interesting one. Yeah. Um, but I think Nintendo players consistently have a lot to celebrate in their ecosystems as well. So thank you, Edward, for your question, bud. I would love to, real quick, I I would love to have a conversation about how uh, Edward Varnell of the Nintendo Power Block podcast feels about Game Pass compared to Nintendo Switch Online's expansion pass. Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question. All right, Logan. I think that's going to do it for our show this week. I must thank you again for an incredible recording. I thoroughly enjoy it. I look forward to it each and every week, my friend. 
Um, especially given that that was our second shot at it because I ever used the wrong mic at the very beginning. And I nailed my intro on the other one and botched it on this one. And an hour and a half later, I'm still frustrated about it. Still frustrated about it. It'll be okay. You know what? The people come for for our thoughts, not our not our proper use of words. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, uh, that's going to do it for me. You can find me on Twitter at InsipidGhost, and you can, of course, find XEP on all your podcast services as well as YouTube. And I'm seeing you guys check out the content you enjoy and drop the likes and whatnot. And so I'm grateful to you guys. Uh, and I've said it already, supporting us on Patreon, a few bucks each, each week or each month rather really makes a big difference. So I'm thankful to you guys for that. Logan, what's going on with Keel Hauled? Tell us where we can find you. Uh, we're going to be over on Keel Hauled later today recording our community episode where uh, at the end of the month um, I bring in the top tier patrons to talk about the game. So look forward to that on Monday, uh, seeing their thoughts on the latest updates that we've gotten as well as the content that's been brought in, how they're feeling about things like that. So great way for me to get uh, the, the community's voice out to the devs who listen to the show um outside of that just look for me on twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-o-n or join us over on the patreon uh discord where you can chat with me and luke to try and come up with uh times to sit around and play video games together definitely and uh shout out to space admiral oars space admiral oars uh he reached out and wants to do some sailing soon so i'm hoping i can join him nice all right guys that's gonna do it for us this week take care Thank you.